Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Again, Bread and Circus Podcast. I'm Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Good. We have some guests with us today. Falcon is back from a uh, what month long or year long uh, religious excursion, your <laughs> pilgrimage to the Holy Land. It's more like a cult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Predatory. Yeah. Uh, Sparrowhawk is back. I am. Hello. That's <clears throat> the most he's ever said on here before. That's right. <laughs> and we have another guest with us today, Rocket. Rocket, say hello. Hello. How you guys doing? Good. All right, so first podcast of the new year. I got uh, we have a lot of cop related issues here to talk about. Yeah. So I want to start off first with this local shooting in Minneapolis. I don't know a ton of facts about this other than the videos I've seen. I'm sure everybody's seen now. This uh, Somali guy got shot by the cops. Twenty three year old guy. Uh, cops tried to box him in outside of outside of a convenience store, gas station. Yeah, holiday. So, but doesn't the video show that he fired first? Isn't that what... Yep. I mean, it looks like his window gets blown up, but here's here's my question. Of course, the Somali community is up in arms about this guy, but I don't know all the facts here, but he's a 23-year-old guy. He's obviously got a gun in his car. Hasn't he had felony convictions before? Mm-hmm. So he's not even supposed to have a gun. Not even mentioning that one of the times the cops came to his house to arrest him for firing a gun in his parents' house... One of the guns they found was a stolen gun from North Next Dakota. Next to little kids. In yeah. The same room with little kids. Yeah. Right. Well, last I heard, you can possess little kids. <laughs> yeah. As long as they're yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unless you file a serial number. That's questionable. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so nobody on the news is talking about why the hell does this guy even have a gun in the first place? Why is he here in the first place? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go back to your country. <laughs> but yeah, and isn't his, wasn't his brother a problem too? And... Like, this whole family is a shit show. But, you know, it's the cop's fault for shooting a guy who, from what the video shows, shot at him. So the city released a 28-second clip from uh, officer's body camera. There's two versions. One slow down to make it easier to follow. The video shows a chaotic scene in which several police cars are blocking a driver from leaving the gas station's parking lot. As an officer walks towards the white sedan and yells for the driver to put his hands up, the man appears to raise something to his window, and a loud bang can be heard. The driver's window shatters, someone curses, uh, and the officers duck for cover. About two seconds later, the officer fires a shot at the man, followed by four more. About a dozen shots can be heard in all, but it's not clear from the video who fired the others. Police Chief uh, Midiara Arredondo said... Midiara Arredondo. (laughs) When I read it, I cannot do it. Uh, said a gun was found at the scene. A woman in the car was unhurt. No officers were hurt. Uh, at a news conference on Thursday, Arredondo was asked uh, whether officers used reasonable force, and he said that they had reacted to a deadly threat. No, it was a white woman in the car, right? Because otherwise, if she was a Somali woman, the cops would have shot her. And too. of course, uh, the Somali's like, where the white woman at? Yeah. I mean, it had to be. And the bullets just magically went around her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this was a, wasn't it a traffic stop they were stopping him for? Felony traffic stop, yeah. <laughs> and he took off. I mean, that's what they—that's what the—that's what the media portrayed it as. Just a simple, just another traffic stop gone wrong. That's all. Just a simple traffic stop, guys. <laughs> Why did someone have to die? So, but this was his car. 
right? I don't Registered know. to him. <clears throat> so if the cops are coming up to this car and they're running, the, and I don't know that any of this happened, but I assume if it's his car, the cops come up and they've got this guy's record that he's had guns in the past. Yeah, a felony theft conviction from 2018, a felony, felony drug conviction from 2017, string of minor traffic charges. Possession of stolen weapons. But I mean... Yeah, uh, he also has a misdemeanor conviction in 2019 for carrying a pistol in a public space. So he's got all kinds of uh, stuff that would make you worry. Overachiever for 23. I mean, yeah. he's, he's uh, at least on a good pace here. He that, also, mis- that misdemeanor is a plea down, too, because it's a gross misdemeanor in Minnesota. Yeah, he fired a gun in a basement shower of his parents' home in suburban Eden Prairie with uh, two children sleeping nearby. He was later arrested with a handgun that had been reported stolen from North Dakota. I mean, he's got all kinds of bullshit going on. Mm-hmm. But so if you're a cop and you're following this guy, you, you already have to be on edge. Because of just all the stuff he's got going on. I mean, do they right. let the cops know this ahead of time? Like, the, I mean, they don't just say... Well, I'm sure every police officer can quick look up this guy's name and find out his record, right? Well, that was the whole thing with the Rodney King thing. I mean, they knew when they were chasing him that in this high school chase... As an chase, authority that... on what cops can do, I'm telling you, they can look it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So the, the car was registered to him and the gun he had was registered also to him, Correct. I, so. I don't know. Yeah. I doubt it was front registry. No. I doubt Because when I watch the video, what I see is I see the cop ram his car into the side of this poor kid's... I mean, ram his truck into the kid's car. The window then shatters from him ramming the car into the... In, the truck into the car. And then what I see is a plastic gun with a little white flag that says bang that comes out of the front. <laughs> That's what I saw in the video. I thought it was a squirt gun. I, I saw the might have been. been. I mean, it oh, was, it was one of those Nerf ones. You could even hear it cycle up, you know, and start firing. The, yeah, yeah, and then start firing the little yellow balls out. The of shooting it. happened less than a mile from the South Minneapolis street corner where uh, George Floyd, a black man, died in May after a Minneapolis Who? officer murdered him. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Saint, uh, Saint George Floyd. Saint George Floyd. I must have missed this story. Uh, pressed yeah. his knee on Floyd's neck for minutes. So it was only. Uh, Did you know we're wearing masks now? Too. So here's the thing: Are we gonna? <laughs> are they gonna set up another no-go zone, uh, uh, autonomous zone with? What? What are you? What are you talking about? What, should we just have multiple? Autonomous I don't know. This, I don't this know holiday what you're gas about. station. This holiday gas station. I think it was a holiday. Boarded up that night. They were like, "Oh yeah, shit, we're done. here it goes." Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they drain the gas they, off. Right. No, they they shut the pumps off, and they had a lot of trouble turning them back on, but. But from what I understand, I have intel that says that this wasn't just a random traffic stop. That this, I mean, they kind of knew what was going on. You know what Who? I mean? Who's they? The, the, the cops that pulled them over. They weren't just regular old plain clothed cops. They were like a, they were like black ops dudes. You know what I mean? Oh. Night vision goggles <laughs> yeah. and all kinds of shit. Yeah. 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 So they were on top of this shit, dude. So <laughs> quit staring at me like that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel I, you, man. I just don't get, you know, this idea that. These cops got up that morning and thought, today's the day. I might get to shoot no, a black No, you've got to imagine that most police officers now are, are very reticent to get involved in anything because they're constantly thinking about the, the reaction from, from their superiors, from the public, from the media. And you can't, you can't as a human being, not, you can't turn that off. And so that's going to actually affect your safety because you're constantly second guessing yourself, like microseconds second guessing yourself. So it's going to it's going to cause you to get into a situation where you, normally you would say, "Hey, this guy's pulling a gun. He's going to fire at me. I'm going to save my life. It's going to be fine, cut and dried." But nowadays, police officers are constantly doing like these five, six different like calculations in their brain before they get to pull the trigger. 
and it's gonna it's gonna end up causing them their own life, and that's bullshit. They shouldn't well, have to do that. But let's just say let's just say you were this uh, this stereotypical racist cop that the media is always talking about. Mm-hmm. Would now be the time you'd try and kill somebody? Hmm. I mean, really? Even if you were a, a prick, that really, really was racist. Even if, even if you've done all of that training and everything just to get to the point where you could shoot because, a black because guy. Because you'd be like, I can't wait would to you, go to prison would you, and hang out with a bunch of minorities. Would you want to do it right now? <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, it's Because so in stupid. prison, I'll really get to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really what I want to do. So, but so but let's say let's say you even weren't going to prison as a cop, right? Let's let's just let's take this media narrative of you're a racist cop and you can't wait to kill black people, okay? And you know, hey, I'm not going to prison. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. No, that's true. But let's just say, what's going to happen to your life after this thing? Who was the guy who shot Michael Floyd? Or not Michael Floyd? Um, George Floyd. George, not George Floyd. Uh, Michael Michael Brown. Michael Brown. Yeah. I don't know. Derek it's, somebody. It's good that we don't know his name. I yeah, think. but he's, I mean, he's not a cop anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I he, I'm sure he wants everybody to forget his name. I'm sure he does. Yeah. But his life, as he thought it was going to be, is over. Yeah. And he's looking over his shoulder for the rest of his life. So I'm saying, even if you are this systematically racist cop that the media wants to talk about, is that worth it? Is it, it makes no sense no. whatsoever. None. It's stupid. But this this guy's going to be, you know, a Somali martyr for being a piece of shit who, you know, is stealing guns and firing them off all over the place. And God knows what else he was doing. Yeah. You know? But, you know, it's cop's fault that he's a fucking moron, apparently. It was just a basic traffic stop guys I don't, I don't know why we're losing track of Here's the thing, why are they even pulling people over at this point because yeah. he because he's black you know they saw a black guy in a car and they thought oh here we go yeah cops should be doing the important work of enforcing mask laws not pulling people over for traffic violations rocket you're awfully quiet over here <laughs> uh but yeah so we should transition actually now so, so we're talking about the enforced law enforcement thing, things that police officers are there for to protect the public and keep the peace. But it seems to me we're seeing a lot of instances of police being the strong arm of unconstitutional laws now, and people are getting fed up with that too. I just want to call out what a smooth transition that was to our next story. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next story, Rooster? Uh, this um, either Christmas Eve day or Christmas day, Convenience store uh, beating of a uh, sheriff's deputy off duty at a gas station. She was wearing her uniform though. But I heard she was off duty, okay. so I don't know. I don't know what the whole story is there. I'm not pretending I have all the facts here, but I did see the video. Um, this other woman in the gas station got into it with this sheriff's deputy over mask wearing, apparently. So the convenience store, from what I heard in the story, hired this sheriff's deputy to be there to enforce the mask mandate, which seems surprising to me. So the video shows this tall black woman walk in, stand in line, but she's getting into it with this other sheriff's deputy, who also happens to be a black woman. And uh, they're going back and forth, and the tall woman puts her mask on for a little bit, but you can just tell she's they're barking back at each other. The next part of the video I see is 
these two women outside. The tall woman has the sheriff's deputy's baton and is beating the shit. And the sheriff's deputy is on her back. Yeah. On the ground. Well, I don't think she's even on her back. I think she's just down, covered up, getting yeah. her ass kicked. So two guys <sighs> rush in and sort. One's trying to pull the sheriff's deputy away, and another guy comes up and just takes sort of baton. bear hugs this woman with the baton and takes the baton away. So this chick just drops the baton and walks away. Not like shit. I got to get out of here. She walks away like bitch. I'll be over here. Um, so. She starts walking to her car, like, easy as you please. The sheriff's deputy gets up. I mean, first of all, if this woman had to run a 10-yard dash, she'd be in trouble. <laughs> um, she stands up. She's kind of half limping, half trying to figure out what fucking planet she's yeah. on anymore. She starts walking over towards this other woman's car. Very brave. Yeah. And they get back into it again, and she gets her shit handed to her a After second time. After firing a taser and either missing or being ineffectual. Yeah. Um, Sounds like And then it. the sheriff's deputy takes her baton and starts trying to hit the woman in the car with her baton. <laughs> in the car? In the car, while the woman's in the car. I mean, obviously she didn't... At what point did you just take your gun out and shoot her? You know no, I mean? at one point you just give up and go. I'm, I'm, uh, I've, I've been, I've been beaten. It sounds like a lack of. Training. I think I'm gonna put in. I think like I'm, gonna put, like in, I'm gonna put in my, uh, my, uh, my, my gun, my badge. I'm put on the desk and be like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> go be a greeter at Walmart. Yeah, this isn't my job. This yeah. isn't what I should do. I mean, no, no amount of training I think could prepare this woman for any anything remotely close to what just happened. It sounds like so. No. So what I hear you saying is women should never be cops. No, I mean, really, they shouldn't. So. <laughs> they, well, should they, can, they, can, they can assist in a capacity of, like, a, you know, like, like welfare checks and stuff, maybe. Right. And, like, maybe or, like, maybe if there's a child involved, they'll hold the child. Or handing out bologna sandwiches <laughs> to the homeless. <laughs> maybe if they have to handcuff a child, maybe that's, that's the role for them. Rocket, do you want to say anything? <laughs> um, but here's the part that worries me a little about this. And we've talked about this on uh, previous podcasts. I mean, I consider myself to be a fairly reasonable, rational rational person. Crow, you're slightly reasonable and fairly rational. I mean, a little bit, kind of. But uh, the people who are less rational and a little more crazy than us... Are already starting to get agitated. You're talking about on the right. Yes. Yes. Because um, the people on the left already were anyway. But you know, I I don't want to see this happen. I don't want I don't want to see a cop, even if it's one who shouldn't be a cop like this woman, getting her ass handed yeah, to him by ha- someone. There in the should public. be uh, just a general respect for law enforcement, um, where even if you know you would, you know, hand hand it to the officer, the fact that they have that. A position in a civilized society should should have them you know that that's authority should matter but as you brought up before i feel like on the right we extend that for the most yes, part that have. authority to the cops and say yes. okay look you know if you're having an out with somebody in a parking lot and a cop shows up and says hey cut it out generally conservative people tend to do that and defer to the cops there but i don't want to get to a point where they're not doing that. Now, I'm not saying this woman was a conservative or liberal. I don't know anything about her. I just think we don't need to see a cop getting her ass handed to her in the current situation, you know? Um, well, and in normal situations, I, w- I would admit, if I watched this video a year ago, I would have said, fucking bitch, 
what are you doing? Trying, you know, this is ridiculous. Uh, the woman being a police officer, even if it was a woman. Now, I'm starting to go, oh, it was a mask issue? Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not good. I really, I, I understand that that's not a good instinct to have in a civilized society. But we're getting to the point where all this shit's kind of going out the window. It sucks. Yeah, I I don't want to see a point where people are getting so fed up with law enforcement that yeah, they're taking stuff from no their good. hands. So, especially over something as stupid as a mask. Well, let's go talk about the uh, the guy with the business that had the health inspector show up, too. This is... Yeah, so I posted this one on uh, Facebook page about um, this restaurant owner, Carlos Roman, in uh, California, owns, I think it's Bread and Barley, uh, L.A. area, and he's, um, as far as I understand, the video shows him... Is your ASMR stuff? It was. <laughs> uh, shows video shows him outside his restaurant, and the story is apparently it. It starts with his car is blocking in a health inspector's car, his big truck, um, and it's apparently being taken by his uh, waitstaff person. But this health inspector has come by and cited him for someone who got food at his restaurant and sat outside his restaurant and ate it. His patio's not open. But someone sat out there, and the health department comes up and says, you need to tell this person they can't eat there. You didn't. You get cited. You're going to have a citation here. So he takes his big jacked-up truck and parks the health inspector in. So a health inspector, like, you know, the, uh, like the brave federal or city employee they are, calls the cops to work it out, you know. And the video starts with a cop talking to this guy who is clearly getting to wit's end here. Because his business is going under. Right. The uh, the initial uh, two-week uh, shutdown that we we're supposed to have in order to... 15 days uh, to, sp- uh, to slow the spread. Uh, slow the spread and, and not overwhelm the healthcare care uh, uh, workers <coughs> and the uh, hospitals. That two, first, that two weeks, initial two weeks, has turned into what now? Nine months? Yeah, nine months going on ten. Nine <laughs> months, ten months. What's and what is it, California now is talking hey, about doing it indefinitely? We're all in this together. Well, that, that makes sense. You know, going to save grandma. So this guy is, I mean, he's, I wouldn't say he's calm, but he's not losing it yet. And, you know, the cops are like, eh, you got to move your truck. And the one, the one cop who's there, this woman, she's doing a pretty good job of, you know, trying to de-escalate, but it's not working because the guy's still mad. Um, and he's not moving his truck. And she's just asking him, hey, stop blocking traffic. But he brings up a good point. He says, I want this to make, she goes, you're just making this hard. On other people who have to drive in the street. And he goes, I want I want this to be hard. Isn't that the same thing that the Black Lives Matter people are saying exactly. when they block a highway? Yeah. <clears throat> and nobody gets fucking and, arrested. Yeah, everybody's making on in the politi- on the left, especially, are making concessions for them and saying, Well, you know, they have a legitimate point. They have a legitimate grievance. And so what we have to do is we have to make like retrofit our laws to make sure that they can do this and feel like they're being heard. Well, what about us? What about taxpayers? What about uh, people that aren't just rabble-rousing or community activists? But well, we don't get to do that? But their point of view is that it's okay to, to mess up your life, you know, so you can't get to work on time or the airport to catch your flight because, you know, it's your privilege. And you need your privilege checked. Yeah. You know, and he's saying, I want this to be difficult. I don't care if people have to go around me because nobody cares if I have to go around other people. He's like, nobody's caring about me right now. Why the hell do I have to care about somebody else? And they say, well, just move your truck. You know? And nobody cares about the fact that this guy 
and he's pointed it out a couple of times when you watch the video, he, he's not talking about himself. He's talking about his employees. And he's talking about a, a, a cook that he has that just had a baby. He's talking about his waiters and waitresses that don't have a job. Nobody's talking about what this guy has done to, to help and support his employees at this point, that he's he's losing his ass on top of doing that. They don't give. They just don't give a fuck about it. So it's not. And everybody's well. He's just a, yeah. So where are these fucking community activists? That's exactly it. What, yeah. This he's just a, he's just a, a rich business owner. Because all they're all, all they're doing is race baiting. Yeah. The community activists. It's not about like supporting communities. It's supporting business owners that actually make sure that the communities thrive. That's not what it's about. It's about grievance for race. That's all that community. If you say I'm a community activist, fuck you. You're a race baiter. That's all you are. Because community activists should be there supporting this guy and the people that work for him. Yep. But he's, you know, he's the wrong color. Yeah, it's true. So they don't they don't care about it. Well, that. that's what I love about seeing those videos where you've got the Black Lives Matter protesters blocking roads and you see a black guy get out of his car and say, What the fuck are you doing? I need to get to work. And they're like, woo, 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 woo. Well, maybe we'll make a, a room for you to get through. He's like, I'm not the only one that needs to get to work. Everybody needs to fucking work, assholes. Well, but it's like the guy in Seattle who plows into the plows into the protesters there. That guy might go to jail. You know, they can't prove that he did that on purpose. But I mean, what the fuck are you doing in the middle of the highway? Mm-hmm. You know, there's an assumption of risk you take on. So, well, after the Somali shooting, just briefly, Tim, there was uh, they tried to block the highway for that. Did they? The highway, yeah, the highway patrol stopped them oh. and arrested people. Easy. Well, I mean, if, I, if I, you do it right away before it gets out of hand. But when they when they did it before, when Harto was in place, what I heard was this: the highway patrol said, "Hey, to the Minneapolis cops, we need help doing this." And they were like, "We can't. We're not supposed to." Mm-hmm. Well, what's his name? Arredondo got on that that the the second night of oh, we're gonna gather outside a holiday and have this fucking peaceful protest. He he made it pretty clear. He said, "We cannot have." Uh, destruction of property we cannot i understand what you're going to do but we we cannot and will not have destruction of property or basically rioting or looting is what he said well, and, that's, and i don't think it happened as far as i can tell it i don't think and that's happened. a lot of the problem with these with these things is you've you've got the so-called peaceful protest a lot of these people involved in the peaceful protest aren't interested in peaceful protest they're interested in being the cover for the violent protest is what it is. And, and, and they know that's what they're doing you've seen videos of them where someone comes up in a in a pro in a in a uh, confrontation with somebody that's a counter protester, say, clocks them over the head with a bike lock or whatever, and then melts into the crowd of quote unquote peaceful protesters. And the peaceful protesters are like, "Oh hey, are you okay? Is everything? Yeah, that guy just no no no. Are you okay?" And they're basically letting the guy melt into the crowd. You're part of the fucking problem. Well, for me, there was no more stark example of seeing that than that uh, Chicago incident where the cops were surrounding that statue mm-hmm. to make sure it wouldn't get torn down. And there's just rocks and bottles and stuff yeah, flying in. Frozen water bottles. And you look around, and the first three rows of people around this the gates there women. that they set up, yeah. umbrellas, yep. women, all that stuff, and yep. all the shit's being thrown from behind. Well, it's, uh, yeah. So They're providing cover, and they know they are. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. So back in the day when there was a mob coming at you, you were justified in, in self-defense. You were justified when shit broke out. You are not anymore, and that's the thing with the law. And, and I just watched a video on this. You are no longer, if a whole crowd is coming at you, 
You have to be very selective if you are defending. If yeah. you're a concealed carry, you're defending yourself because they've purposely done what yeah. what what Crow just talked about is we're all blending together. And what There's they're going to do is going to say, together. did you know you were firing at a protest or at a at a violent attacker, or did you think possibly your round could have yeah. hit a, a peaceful protester? Well, what they, That's the point. What they do is they change the legal definition of mob. Mob used to be a large group of people rioting for the same common cause, and now they're saying, well, we don't know that it was common cause. And so that's what they're busting people for, which is fucked up. Yeah. But what I, the more important part of this thing for this California thing for me is he says, you know, I want this to be hard. I'm starting to see telltale signs from people on the right who, when we talk about this respect for law enforcement, are either feeling like law enforcement's not backing them. You know, they put their back, the blue signs up, and they feel like it's not happening for them. Or what's more likely to me is they're just getting like this guy crazy desperate enough he's got kids he's going to see his business he's that he people. says he's his business lion. that he says he's had for 7 years and he says every month he's taking money from his savings and putting right. it in there he's paying all of his all of his all of his permits all of his everything he needs to pay he's paying his taxes he's paying this he's paying the gas bills none of these fucking people are going and he says it. None of the, the gas company, the water, electric company is not going, you know what? We understand what's going on. We're going to give you a break. They're not fucking doing that. He's still paying all these fucking bills. Every fucking, the taxes. But, we, but they can send $600 to everybody regardless right. if they need it or not. Now, I mean, there was, there was some of that. I mean, there, there were PPP loans and all those things. A lot of those have been used up at this point. And if they make another round of those available, that is a bridge through there. Um... And those, you know, you, I hear people as a business owner, I've heard people say, yeah, well, that's just the government, you know, forcing you to borrow more money. True, but they're lending it to you at a ridiculously low interest rate. It's like if I came to you and said, hey, here's uh, $75,000, I'll charge you 1% interest on it, and your business was going under, you'd say, thanks. If a bank does it to you, you go, fucking government. You know, right. so it's a matter of perspective. But, but I, I think the point I'm making here is that we can't have people who have respected law enforcement decide that they're starting to lose faith yeah. or lose respect for them because you need one crazy desperate guy. Yeah. You know, I, and Larry Correa has talked about this before. The amount of law enforcement people there are does not begin to even come near the amount of people that there are. Yeah. And if people on the right start deciding, fuck the cops. I don't want to get to a spot no, like that. Not. But you need 5% of those people to do that? Yeah. And you've already got, like, the Oath Keepers going, hey, we just, it's the largest militia in the country. Just going, yeah, we don't respect Biden. Everything coming out of his mouth is a lie. We're not listening to the guy. Yeah. We don't need to be in a position like that. And they keep talking about Trump raising the temperature on all this stuff. The temperature on this stuff started with the bomb. Yeah, I, yeah, it did. I mean, when race, he was race relations in America were so much better before the Obama administration. When that white cop pulled that black professor over because it he looked did, like he was breaking into his house, yes, into a home, and Obama it was, it turned out to be his own home. Yeah, but then he had escalated the situation. Yeah, because he had a chip on his shoulder. The the person that was the the man whose home it he it belonged. It was his home. He was trying to break into it. Neighbors called. Police showed up. He got into it, the police because he was indignant that they thought that he was breaking into a house. Oh, was it because I'm black? That kind of thing. And then Obama had to chime in on that because it was a friend of his. Yeah, and it was a white cop. Yeah. And so he's like, cop's an idiot, which I think is what he said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't specifically that, but it was, 
it wasn't that this cop is an idiot. It was we don't need cops being idiots. It was like one of those kind of like where okay, we know he used the word idiot. Yeah, he did use the word idiot. I mean, we don't we don't need that stuff. Cops acting stupidly or something like that. Yeah, stupid. It was along those lines. So, but that was where it started. And then he also did the thing where uh, Trayvon Martin, uh, he said, well, that could be my son. It's like he just escalated every every situation where it was a, a white uh, law enforcement and black or... Uh, um, um, uh, well, it wasn't even Trayvon Martin wasn't even white. He was a quote, quote, white Hispanic. Yeah, but that, that the, the term white Hispanic came up because they were upset that it wasn't a white guy and it was a Hispanic guy, so they had to come up with another term. Talking about like, George Zimmerman? Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. So they called Zimmerman a white Hispanic. Yeah. Um, but that, but the thing, the, the point is that before Obama, I thought race relations, and I'm mid forties, race relations in America were pretty good in the in the uh, early two thousands. I thought, and then Obama came in, and they just fucking plummeted, just went downhill. It was nothing but race, race, race. And it's all we were talking about after that. Well, as a self identifying black lesbian, you would right. know that. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> You've given. I it up. should. I think the next mask hole I encounter that tries to shame me, I'm going to say, is it because I'm black? I think mask holes, aren't mask holes people who don't wear masks? A uh, mask shame hole? I, yeah, I've come up with a new term Something for that, like I guess. Something like that, all right. Um, but anyway, I I hear some stuff in this guy's language in the California restaurant owner that's starting to make me worry <clears throat> that reasonable people are not going to put up with this much longer. Well, And I don't know what that means, but well, it's not good. It's not good because I just this morning read an article where bright side you know activists were burning blue lives flags. You know that's horrible because you know it's okay. So you're saying that that the conservatives were burning the the, the blue lives. Supporting flags. Well, they had, yeah, they yeah, had conservative they had conservative protesters in Portland bear mace the cops. Yeah, because. The yeah. cops were blocking them from going into. I Which don't. They had legal recourse to do. Yeah, to I go don't. Into this. I don't know what the hearings were about, but it was a public building, and they were allowed to go in. But City of Portland decided, hey, we're not letting protesters in. I mean, um, if you're a cop, maybe at this point you should just quit your job. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. There has been a slew of of early retirements and medical um, uh, discharge or whatever, and so people are thinking, okay. This is the thought process and some of the people on the right. They're going, okay, the good, cop, good cops are quitting. What's left? Yep. And that's not good either mm-hmm. because that's not, that's not what's happening. To, for no, the most there's part. a lot of good cops. Yeah, it's absolutely. like any job. I have, a, I have a family to feed. I have yeah. bills to pay. Yeah. This is my job. I'm, I'm doing uh, sometimes reluctantly what I'm told to do to a certain – now there's a certain point where uh, there was an incident where there was a, a, a peaceful – right-wing protest, I can't remember what it was, and then Antifa showed up later, and the cops were, like, blocking entrance to the, the actual right-wing people getting back to their hotel, hotels. Washington, making, making them walk through the fucking... And know, the, the police officers could actually see the harassment happening. The, right. the Antifa over, and they are saying, no, you have to go that way, and they're like, that's all Antifa there. That's all people yeah. that are going to fucking uh, beat our asses. You're making us go through them. We're like, well... See, I, I put that one in the hotel. I really do. I think, think so. if those people were, they were trying to get into their hotel, and the cops were saying, nope, you so can't So a representative of the hotel should have been there. The hotel hey. security should have come out and said, yeah. that person's a guest, that person's yeah, yeah. a guest. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's not all on the police. They should have done that. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I can understand the cops may have been blocking people from just going into this hotel. At they the should have had some discretion at that point. Yeah. But I, 
But I mean, when you, you look at telltale signs, this, I mean, they had how many cops in Seattle one day? I mean, they literally walked out like 118 of them. And this wasn't just, they were like, all right, I'll take early retirement stuff. They fucking got together and went, us together, walking out the front door. I want numbers. That's, and that didn't disturb anybody. That didn't make people in Seattle freak out. That certainly didn't, the media didn't really want to no. cover it. You don't know about, if you don't follow Tim Pool and people like that, you don't even hear about it. No. I mean, they just say, well, you know, they've had some Seattle cops quit. No, they showed up to work and said, we're all done together. That is a whole different visual and a whole different, it's not a different result, but it speaks it, it to... It will, though. That's the thing. This stuff keeps happening. Right, but it be. speaks to something that's going on. And the problem is these are sort of cascade failures. Well, the thin blue line is getting thinner, and that's uh, kind of the socialist, that's the that's the communist handbook, isn't it? I mean, it, chaos. you got to create chaos to get fucking what you want. And also you want to turn citizens into law enforcement. You can snitches. Right. That's yeah. what communists are great at. They, they take your kids, they indoctrinate them, they take them and educate them to, to be little snitches for the state. And that way you don't need as much law enforcement because because you've got, you know, everybody's paranoid that they're going to say or do the wrong thing against government because their neighbor, their children are going to snitch them out. <laughs> this is not a, this is not a society we want to live in. <laughs> no, but, and again, and I know, Crow, you and I have talked about this before and we disagree on it, that you can't use the United States as with other historical examples. You just can't. There's a whole different attitude in this country. There's a whole shit ton of guns in this country there are large parts of this country who are just aren't going to have that. But it's getting smaller and smaller, and that's the problem. That's but the I, disagreement we have. I don't think it is. I think we're seeing it in the major cities and saying, well, everybody in the city is going along with it. You're, I mean, you've got states talking about openly seceding, and it's not California just bitching about what's going on You're there seeing anymore. states that were traditionally red um, where they're turning blue or they've turned blue. That's not, that's not an aberration. That's just it's a progression. And it's happening more and more. So you're, I'm not, you can't tell me that the American spirit is going to prevail. I, you can't tell me that. It's not going to. It's going gonna, it's gonna to basically wither and die at the vine unless we have people step up and go, you know, you got to have a charismatic leader other than Trump go out there and say, hey, back to American values. And we're not going to get that. So basically it's going to be the wither and die. The American spirit is going to wither and die. Ah, at the vine. I disagree. I hate to be a Debbie Downer. No, you don't. You love it. You relish it. <laughs> You enjoy it. Uh, I don't enjoy it. I, I, I recognize it and wish it weren't so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I remember my dad talking about this stuff, you know, and I mentioned this before. He he was telling me, he said, you know, in 1968, it felt like the whole country was on fire. I mean, they had all the stuff in Detroit, um, all the riots and everything. And he said, I thought the country was going to fall apart right then and there. And he said, and it didn't. And so we're going to go through tough times like this because we do. But I, I mean, I just think there's, there's a different kind of approach here. I mean, I remember seeing uh, uh, Michael Malice on uh, Lex, God, what's Lex's uh, podcast, the computer programmer's been on Rogan a few times. And he said, Michael Malice said, no, 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 people here would just go along like they did in the 30s in Germany. It's not the same kind of country. It's not the same kind of thing. Yeah. So there definitely will be people who would, but it's it's not the same. Well, I also, I think that there is a, there's always been tough times, like you said. I mean, you go through history and, and the end of the world is always next year. I mean, there's a, every generation has the end of the world's coming, this is coming, this is coming. 
the problem is is you've been you've been through a serious last 50 to 60 years of indoctrination of the public and let me just say uh, too many people overpopulation of just dumbing down fucking society to a point where I somewhat agree with Crow in that I'm losing hope that the American spirit will survive because there are so many fucking people out there that just rely on and expect the worst to happen and, and it's it's part of life now you know what I mean and so it, I, again next year the world's gonna end I've, I watch all these these YouTube channels and all that kind of stuff and I get it and everybody thinks you're crazy and you know whatever but I'm losing hope maybe it's just because I'm getting older you know what I mean and and my, my kids hopefully will will grow up and, and uh, have a whole different uh, feel on this but I feel like shit is getting worse you know as far as the mental the attitude because of the indoctrination that's happened because of of the the dumbing down let me just say the dumbing down of fucking americans and the fact that we're just letting people fucking flood in here and multiply like crazy and fucking hand them all kinds of fucking benefits and stuff and suck off the tip of the land and expect that it's 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 fucking irritating well and that's the thing the immigration thing since the 60 65 there's a an act that changed how immigration works in america so instead of bringing over europeans or eastern europeans they started bringing over people from third world countries and oh that makes me from racist. from shithole countries yeah well that makes me racist automatically so you can't talk about that but the problem with these countries is they don't have that what america is based on is common law and and uh inalienable rights and a lot of these countries that these people are coming from have no idea what that is. So culturally speaking... Yeah, but, but I'm going to stop you because those people coming here, um, they should assimilate. But they don't because of us. It's, it's not, oh, yeah, it's not yeah, their yeah, problem. No, no, I would I'm, do I'm not putting the fault on, right, on the immigrants, I would do exactly what never, they did. I'm not putting the fault on the immigrants because I'm saying that they're not prepared to come to our society and... and, and, and uh, Integrate, okay. and they don't. We don't have the people that are bringing them over saying, "Okay, we'll bring them over," but then we're going to work on integration. No, they're bringing them over. And they're doing the complete, okay. op- the complete opposite. The, the exact opposite is what's happening, and that's the problem. But then, but then also, I'm a little more conspiratorial about it, and, and I'm probably I'm probably right that you've got the uh, the Marxists that have been preparing this kind of plan in order to because a society to function has to have trust there has to be high trust and that's what the European countries the Anglo countries have had high trust societies so you have respect for law enforcement you have respect for your neighbor and you have high trust you leave your doors unlocked because you know your neighbor's not going to rob you but now with low trust you can take control the government can take control see I I 100% disagree with you on who the immigrants are in this I mean I'm going to cut out some of the issues we have with like some of the Somalis here in Minneapolis because that's the shit that's going on with them it's that, a shit show. that is a shit show you know but like Ethiopian immigrants mm-hmm. the country right next to them they can't stand the Somalis they come over here they're mostly educated and everything but look at who is fucking society up the last 50 years that you're talking white about white leftist liberals what, yeah, exactly. who's coming from Europe White leftist liberals. No. Huh? Yeah. Not from Europe. No. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Bruce, no. Yeah. They're not coming from Europe. They're in America. Yeah. They're breeding in America. Europeans are not immigrating to America. You look at these people who are working at the tech companies, shit tons of them are, are uh, Europeans. No. Absolutely. Give me the proof. Give me the proof. Cite, 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 buddy. I'm not. I'm not going to use. Cite my, your sources. I'm not going to use myself as my own nope. expert. Uh, expert witness. I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on other ethnicities. I'm just saying that the 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 attitude or the culture is the problem, and the problem with America is our American culture is becoming shit. Well, all of the countries that these 
leftist expert site are European countries. I want, I want Eastern Europeans coming here, ones that have suffered under communism. And a lot of them have. But there are also a lot of Central American people, like Dominicans and people like that, coming here because they can't stand the lawlessness. In the yeah, I would, I would love to have Venezuelans come here that have suffered under the and, bullshit and, those and come here of, and go, no, we don't ever want that again. That would be the perfect America. Those that. are a lot of the people who came here and a lot of the people who are voting for Trump. Yeah, I love it. Well, That's I great. think the, the problem we're in is, is the comfort level that we've been in in America mm-hmm. for the last 50 years, for the last years. It's been a very comfortable fucking atmosphere in this country Look at that it. has created very fucking soft men yeah. and soft Americans. Good and times create soft men. I mean, it's it's a yeah. it's, it's yeah. Tr- absolute truism. Yeah, and soft men create hard, hard times. times. Hard, hard times, times create, create, yeah, good men. And I think we're at that point right now, and that's where it's going to come. We're, we're we don't have, have hard times. Right. You, you, we've, we have to. We have to have hard times for people to wake up. We also need a fucking a natural, a real pandemic to eliminate at least 50% of the population. <laughs> so. Been watching too much of the stand lately. Yeah. But here's the thing, and this is why, again, why I think America is different. Capitalism is going to fix some of this stuff, and here's how it's doing it. There are colleges right now that have people who are just bailing because half of the people in this country disagree with what the colleges are teaching. Yeah. And they're saying, I'm not sending my kid there. I'm not paying. And we mentioned this a couple uh, couple podcasts ago. I just saw a list of about 20 schools where the students are saying, fuck it, we're not paying tuition because this is bullshit. These are not, you know, uh, Liberty University and places like that. It's Northwestern. It's the Ivy League schools. It's all these hardcore lefty schools where the students are saying, for the money I'm paying you, I'm not getting yeah. an education. Well, and these even, colleges cannot afford to not have these kids pay. Well, this reminds me of when we first started seeing Jordan Peterson and, and the like, where they they say something against um, you know being forced to give pronouns, and then they go out and they try to speak to the students in the student square, and they get like screamed at by these you know soy kids and these you know, and the what you need is to have more professors like them. Uh, the, the ones that are indoctrinating the kids get the fuck out of there or get kicked out by conservative kids or kids are going, we don't need your shit anymore. We need them to yell at those or, you know, drum them out and keep people like Jordan Peterson in. But the difference is Jordan Peterson teaches at the University of Toronto. University of Toronto is subsidized by the Canadian government, okay? Many big universities here are too, but most colleges are not. And so they need the tuition. And so what happens is... At the University of Toronto, if the conservative kids go, fuck it, we're not going anymore, the government just goes, University of Toronto, how much, do you, how much money do you need? That doesn't happen here. It can't continue to happen here. That's why the public, and I'm telling you as someone who sees this from the very inside, the public schools are starting to fail. And they're failing because the, the parents are pulling their kids out. So we've seen school enrollments in some cases drop to half of what they were last year. And there's plenty of people in the teachers' union going, it doesn't matter. When they let kids back, they'll come back. And there's administrators starting to go, shit, they're not coming back. But when you get the leftist policymakers get voted in, and their 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 fix for this is worse. So they'll just keep they'll keep pouring money right. into it. Yeah. But they can't. The money's not there they'll, to pour into. They'll make up for it. They'll no, they, make up for it by overtaxing citizens no, they, um, because they, they don't have any fear of no, not getting voted in. That's, in, in, that's in not how it works, and that's the thing. So you can't just say it. We already spend close to 60% of the Minnesota state budget. state because of this. We've gotten into this right. situation it's, because of it. But don't think it get worse? It's not going to get worse, and here's why. 
It's. I knew you said. I'm gonna. You said it's not how it works, but that's how it has worked. It's for the how last it has worked, years. but that that assumes that you have a level of enrollment in the schools, and we're not going to approach those levels of enrollment. It's not going to happen. They'll just enforce it. They'll turn around and make a law that you have to enroll in these schools in order to make up for just it. Just like a president's but not going to get elected by fraud. How, in this why country. are you saying they can't? Because they can't. They can't force you to go to a they, public school. They'll figure it out. No, there'll, you, there'll be some sort of uh, uh, unconstitutional edict by the governor or by the legislature that makes it happen, and then they'll go to the Supreme Court and say, "You can't do this." Because you can't do this. And be like, yeah, like, yeah, we can. They can't force you to wear masks or take a vaccine either. Well, that's private business, <laughs> um, Sparrowhawk. It's private. Aren't no, you a capitalist? But, but seriously, so if you have a thousand kids at a school, and the kids are getting, and I've gone through this math a ton of times, but if the kids, if each one of those kids represents $23,000 to school, which in Minnesota is about what it is, and you have, if you're using the numbers we have now, 30% of those kids who bailed, right, they're gone. The, everything comes back to normal. Half of those kids had come back. That's they used to think it was going to be 80, we'll 90 percent of them. Back. Nope, they can't because those kids have the option to go to public to private nope, schools. They won't though. Is they what don't. I'm saying. They'll say you. They'll shut those private schools down. They can't just shut them down. It's they can't just do it. So those schools are supported. They, they can't take your guns away, but they, they can will, make it so you can't they buy will, ammo for it. They will offer. You know what I'm talking about? There's going to be a workaround. They'll they'll say, okay, Constitution, we can't do this, but here's but the workaround. My point is you can't just say it. You can't okay, just say I, there's going to be a workaround. I get it, but they're they're so insidious. In, in they they work so fucking hard behind the scenes to go, what? how can we fucking make this happen? Well, we can't do it legally. Well, we, we're going we're gonna to do it extra legally. Well, then we'll get caught. Well, then we'll, we'll make a law that makes it so it's legal. Or we'll put $600 in your checking account. And make you go back to public school, right? I mean, if you don't go to public school, you're not going to get the six hundred dollars, right? But so, but follow this here. So there's only so much. There's only so much money. We already spend sixty percent of it on K through twelve in this in this state. If a school board or if a school submits a budget at the beginning of the year and they fall short of that budget and need more money, they have to levy for it. If the levy does not pass, which is a vote voting of all those people who have kids at the school. If it doesn't pass, they don't get the extra money. So the next year they have to go back to the state and ask for it again. If all of these schools are asking for all this money, you're starting to see we're going to need 75-80% of the state budget. So yes, they will have to decide to increase taxes at that point. Those things they can do. They cannot make you put your kid there if your kid has another option for school. Yeah, but if and I know but if you're increasing taxes, how can I afford to put my kid in a private school if I'm paying that much in taxes? I have to send them to public school. No. So there's a way to... But some of those are going to be the people who come back anyway. There are plenty uh, of people out there who can afford to send their kids I'm to on, other schools. I'm on the edge right now, right? Right. So. But the problem is, as you start to push higher taxes, what do people tend to do? They tend to leave the state. Right? And if people are leaving the state... Because in the United States, you can do that. They're going to Minnesota, or from Minnesota, the Dakotas, or Iowa, or Wisconsin. It's not that far to go. Rooster, what and you now, do? And now everybody can, everybody can work remotely. People are more mobile. There's, my point is there's only so much money they can take. Rooster, what you do is you get a bunch of Dominion voting machines. And you hire everybody to work the machines that are Democrat and can support the public schools. And then you just make up the votes. But you can't make the money. You can't, yeah. you can't... You can print it. But that doesn't... For, all that does... If you can give people more 
money that's worth less. It still takes the same 20, amount of money. Twenty-three percent of the money that's in the population right now was printed this year in one year. So, okay, fine. What does that mean? It means that they'll print it until they destroy the. What does that mean? Until it crashes. What is that? How does it? Crash? That there's there's nothing there's nothing to back that money. There wasn't anything to back it before. Okay, there's going to come to a point. There's going to be a tipping point where it's going to be super inflation. And it's gonna money's not gonna mean anything. It's like Venezuela, where it takes five thousand dollars to buy a loaf of bread. Okay, so how do we get from the point we are now to there? Uh, how do we get that? Point? My my point is, you don't understand the economics of how that happens. I don't just ha- I don't actually have to because there's historical proof of it happening. That's the thing. I don't have to know the ins but and outs. Not here. Not, not here. here. I, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But the historically, other countries have gone through this. Right. And I don't have to know the intricacies of how it worked, but it did happen. I'm just telling, give me the general theory on how it works. Um, people are fucking retarded. Yeah. And we can use that word, retarded and faggot, and retarded faggot, <laughs> and people actually laugh, then the world is back where it should be. Right? <laughs> Period. My point is, it it doesn't function the same way here that economically as it does. I, 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 do, I do get that. And so... I'm telling you, as someone who sees it right now from the inside in the public schools, their administrators starting to panic, going, "There's not going to be enough money yeah. to run this school." Yeah. Uh, so, so you think they're going to make significant and real changes that actually affect, in a positive way, outcomes? And I don't think it's going to be because they say, because the leftists go, "Well, we have to change how we approach this stuff." There's going to be people who say, "Yeah, we don't have enough money. You got to fire 20 teachers." That's going to happen. And the people who get fired from that are going to be the 23 to 25-year-old teachers who go, what the fuck? I thought it was in the union. The union's supposed to take care of me. So where do those teachers go? Who's hiring? The private schools. Because what's happening in a public school right now is they go, their numbers are based on what uh, what their enrollment was last year. That's how much money they get. So they're not thinking a year ahead of time. There's right now lots of private schools going, shit, there are more kids out there to get. How many more can we fit in a classroom? If we had three kids to each of our eight homerooms, does that change anything? And the teachers, because they're not union, go, yeah, I could teach another three kids. Okay. So what? So about- hang on. So those schools now go, okay, if we can get eight homerooms, three more kids' room, that's 24 kids at $12,000 a kid, how many more teachers are we going to have to hire? They start because they're thinking of that school not only like an educational entity, but something that's got to make money. Yeah. My, my problem is then how do you answer for the fact that there's like in Minneapolis or Minnesota especially, they do whatever they can to punish charter schools and punish private schools or to make their taxes, uh, make their tax burdens harder, make it so that they can't function. And, and when you've got the... Union, the teachers unions and the Democrats basically running the show, they can make make it so difficult for these for these uh, non unionized and non uh, public school system uh, schools to function that they can effectively if they want to they can try to shut them down couldn't they how how do they shut them down by making it so onerous for them to function that they can't it, pay the bills and they haven't been doing that before yeah they've been doing it and yet. These schools are seeing record enrollment increases. Yeah. Despite the Catholic priests. Yeah. Because the people, the people who have the money to I'm move sending their... my kids to this school mm-hmm. willingly and paying for that and public schools, even though I've seen what I've seen. Yeah, you're right. I think you're going to see a big push 
coming from lower income people to say, let my tax money follow my kid. In other words, let me take that $23,000 and you're, it's not going to happen right away. But you're going to so start to see it. Like the, like they're, they're so indoctrinated but what, and propaganda makes just, them not understand. Don't that. just fall into that trap. This is the thing. I, I went to college and this is the thing I detest about most of the people I went to college with. They go, well, anybody who didn't go to college is kind of stupid. And they no, I think the general care. public doesn't want to inform themselves. I think they want to live their lives and they want to elect people to... to Right. To deal with the stuff but if you're a, if you're a parent, a low-income parent in Minneapolis right now, and you give a shit about your kids and where they're going, nobody cares more about getting your kids out of those schools than you. But then you've got the people on the left that work hard at at they know the scams of indoctrination. Right. They know and how to make of, you think. They know how to gaslight, and they right. know how to make you Manipulate. think. You're right. You're right. And a lot of people, most people in the lower incomes, will buy that. That's why so many people. But it doesn't take a lot of them to start going. This isn't working. Yeah. And that's how Trump got elected. And that's how we, why we need people that are conservative on the right to get out there and counter this indoctrination. There, there has to be more of a push. And that's the problem. A lot of problem with the Republican Party, especially in, this, in blue states like Minnesota, is the Republican Party doesn't doesn't try to get people into these communities and try to put their it's message We don't have a Republican Party in Minnesota. We've got the Democrats and the Democrat light. True. That's why it's almost like we can get into a whole new thing and we're getting too late in the podcast here about having maybe a, another Are we going to play the little game you guys always play where you pick cards and you read those? Or are we not gonna no, because Crow didn't bring it with oh. him. I've, I've got, I've got uh, a Would You Rather if you'd like. Okay, let's hear it. You want to do a couple Would You Rather? Or, yeah, my kids just played a uh, Never Have I Ever thing where you just think of something yourself. Never Have I Ever. Everybody pick up their drink. Uh-huh, okay. Never I Have I be. Ever Engaged in VR Porn. I have not done that yet. I have not. I didn't know that thing yet. Never oh. have I ever sucked a man's dick just for experimentation. Does your own dick count? Because <laughs> I sucked the hell out of my own dick. I'm pretty big. <laughs> Either you're very flexible or you're very Rocket, do you have or a hear never your dog. Have I, I want to hear Rocket's Never Have I Ever. Yeah, Rocket, you've been awful quiet over there. Yeah, yeah. Never Have I Ever what? Let's go. Okay. Falcon? Never, never Have I Ever? Uh, never Have I Ever woke up with another guy? No. <laughs> This, uh, this woke up next to another guy. It's I, always I, one guy takes it too fucking far. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Falcon. Always one guy. It's I woke up next to another guy. How about just <laughs> simply never have I ever purposely farted and tried to smell it because I enjoy the smell of my own gas. Okay, right? <laughs> I don't even know if you're supposed to drink, not supposed to drink. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just hearing people confess. Let's go, Rooster. What's your never yeah, have I ever? Oh, mine's easy. I've never taken a single drug in my life. What? Not a single one. He, he always has to the, fuck up the, the rules. The game, the game, you just, it's not even how the game goes. It's not even how you do it. You know what I mean? I mean, I learned this yesterday. Never have I ever, never have I ever what? Say it. What? Never have I ever. Never have I ever. I've never taken a drug before. Oh my God, this guy! <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. Uh, I'm just going to drink yeah, this because I'm like, going to fucking drink, I don't care. <laughs> All right, back to Rocket. You have time to think. You've had time to think of it. Never have I ever. <laughs> he was no part of this nonsense. This... Well, it's about time Rocket shut the fuck up. <laughs> and on that note, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, Roosters on Parlor. Yes. So wow. comment if he if he comments. Uh, you know. 
Tell him he's full of shit. I, I'd love to see that. It's Rooster at B N C, or just Rooster B N C. Yeah. Oh, that'd be parlor. parlor, right? Yeah. yeah. If you want to email us, it's uh, Rooster at Brendan or Crow at Brendan Anybody else wants to uh, chime in and get people to follow, like, or subscribe to whatever the fuck they do? Too bad. It's your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> see you, bye.